is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. We are indeed Bill and Allison. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Bill. We are Bill and, and Allison. And We're, good morning, Hill Country. Good morning, Hill Country as well, and around the world on hillcountrypatriot.com. We r- recognize our friends around the world as well. Yes, we are Bill and Allison. Thank you for joining us at 8.09 our Hill Country Patriot time. And as we often say, we are sometimes wrong, but we're always right. Exactly. <laughs> Get it? Well, plan words there. Plan words. All right. We'd like to begin our program with a verse, and this is from uh, the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust corrupts, and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust corrupts, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And it's pretty self-explanatory, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Lay up uh, treasures in heaven. Uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. Very important thing to think about. What do we got going on today, Allison? We got a lot. I know. I, I brought a stack of about... That's about three feet high of material I wanted to get to this morning, and uh, probably will not get to much of it. Well, one one thing I can tell you, Mm -hmm. um, we need to start being worried. We need to start worrying because we now have a traffic circle here in Kerrville. It's relatively new. We've always had one on on Golf golf Road. Always? Well, not not since uh, dinosaur times, but. (laughs) I thought thought it was relatively new. No, no, you don't get out much. Well, okay. Because, um, as a caller to a um, talk radio station in uh, Moosick, Pennsylvania, noticed we didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting in traffic circles. Because of account of you want to know why? When people go round and round in circles, it causes a disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. <laughs> So I guess wow. we we better start worrying now. Now that we've got a traffic circle, that's monumentally just, stupid. I'm just saying, it's monumentally <laughs> stupid. Wow, wow! I've never heard of anything like that. Well, actually, I have. Now, now that I think about it, now that you mentioned that, I was in a store a few years ago, and this rather elderly gentleman was talking to the clerk, and he said, "Well, you know why we're in <laughs> such a drought." And 
Kirk said, okay, why are we in such a drought? He said, it's a, that's a, them damn windmills for electric <laughs> power that they got. All those wind farms and everything. He said, they're blowing, they're blowing the storm clouds away. <laughs> and he was totally serious. I mean, really? Yeah, he was, yeah, I, I'm not joking around. He was totally, totally serious. We had a heck of a storm the other night. Boy, wasn't it? Which wasn't that something? Very unusual for for here. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it had blown around. We had branches knocked down and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, a couple of local events, and we'll be talking about them a little later as well, other ones. Uh, the River Hills Mall in Kerrville is uh, having their new farmer's market. It's going to be from 8 to noon today, so it just got started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. It's in the parking lot uh, uh, right outside of J.C. Penney's. And uh, there's, uh, we, we've got stuff there. We were there a couple mm-hmm. of times so far. Mm-hmm. Picked up some hot sauce, so- locally made hot sauces. Really good. And locally grown mushrooms, which are my favorite. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention those. <laughs> that's, that is true, though. And, and Allison really likes these unusual mushrooms. These are not the kind you can buy in the store. No, they're, they're not button mushrooms. They're... Mm-hmm. they're Unusual, and they're, they're very good. Yeah. 8.13 is our Hill Country Patriot time. I don't know if you've noticed in the news this week, but uh, <clears throat> President Biden, or some call him President Brandon, I don't know that he knows the difference, is bragging about the record number of foreign visa workers his administration has brought to the United States uh, in order to compete for jobs against unemployed Americans. Uh, this is a recording, uh, an audio this week of uh, during a press conference with the Mexican president, um, Obrador, or known as AMLO. Uh, and uh, this is uh, President Brandon bragging uh, about uh, how many foreigners he's imported in the United States to compete with American sh- for Americans for jobs and housing, and et cetera. My administration is leading the way to creating work opportunities through legal pathways. And last year, my administration set a record, issuing more than 300,000 H-2 visas for Mexican workers. Yeah, isn't that? He's proud of that. He's, he's, uh, well. Uh, putting Americans out of work. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform, or FAIR as it's called, said there are approximately 11.5 million job openings in the United States right now and 14 Point seven three, or almost 15 million Americans looking for work. Uh, that means there are 3.23 million more workers in the country than available jobs. Yet Biden is bringing in foreigners, plus opening the borders to millions of illegals. But on the other hand, since COVID, every, every place we see is hiring, l- looking for people to work. They are. Yeah. But I'm telling you what the facts are mm-hmm. nationally. Uh, the well, Center for Immigration Studies said that the number of native-born Americans who are now out of the labor force has increased in all 50 states tremendously in the last two decades. Uh, annually, the United States gives out green cards to about 1.2 million foreign nationals and another 1.5 million temporary work visas, in addition to the millions of illegal aliens. And these people often overstay their visas and nothing happens to them. Try going to Mexico as an American and doing that. Mm-hmm. You'd be... You'd be sh- you know, thrown in jail and mm-hmm. then thrown on the next plane out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. So the, in fact, uh, we found out uh, just this week, you know, Biden was talking about all his 
10-year-old child was raped and, mm-hmm. and had to leave uh, Indiana and go to another state for an abortion and blah, blah, blah. Well, that 10-year-old child was raped by an illegal alien. He didn't mm-hmm. bother to say that. All right. Uh, right. I was just reading about another illegal who is suspected in 35 murders. No, God. 35 murders. He's from Nigeria not, or something. I had not heard that. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So uh, that's what we're dealing with with President Biden. Tell them about that sticker that we got at a restaurant the other day. I can't say it on the air, <laughs> but I will give the restaurant a plug. Car- oh, shout Carmine. out! Shout out! <laughs> shout out to Carmine's Italian Restaurant. Yeah, they ha- they have in in, their in store, Kerrville. Yeah, they have a, <laughs> they have a big poster in their store. Trump, twenty twenty four. Yeah, and they also, if you ask them, they will give you a sticker that I c- can't say the words on, but it has to do with uh, Pre- President some, President Brandon something something. Uh, <laughs> Something to, to, to do to do to President Brennan, but uh, anyway, we won't talk about that on the on the radio, really. But that's uh, Carmine's Italian Restaurant, nice place mm-hmm. uh, down on uh, 16 South uh, South Kerrville, and uh, check it out mm-hmm. if you haven't already. 8:17 is our Hill Country Patriot time, and I've been looking at uh, items in the news that I wanted to share with you. A lot of a lot of things we do on the show. You probably haven't heard about because we find these obscure stories that the major news media doesn't want to cover. That's because we spend all of our time on the internet, I guess. I mean, well, that's another <laughs> problem, too. But I'm working. We're working. Doing that. <laughs> that's exactly. We're, we're doing research for the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's not only the internet. There's uh, We subscribe to several print publications. Uh, most Democrats, according to a Rasmussen Report survey released this past Wednesday, most Democrats believe the U.S. Constitution is fundamentally racist and sexist. Wow. Huh? How about that? Wow. Most Republicans disagree. 84% don't think that. Most independents don't think that. 60% of independents disagree with that statement. But uh, I'm read it again, Rasmussen Report survey. Most Democrats, uh, 57%, believe the Constitution is rooted is in racism and it's sexist. Um, most, 49% of Democrats believe the Constitution should be, quote, mostly or completely rewritten. Now, well, imagine what that would look like. You know, get rid of all, well, get well, rid of the Second well, Amendment. I was going to say, we're, the, for years, we've been hearing about the Constitutional Convention. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bad I mean, idea. Yeah. Because it, there is no guarantee that it won't be opened up to everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know? been talked about what, since the 70s. Uh, quite a few states. I haven't done the research. Last time I looked, almost enough states have, uh, mm-hmm. the, the legislatures have to approve a call for a constitutional convention. Right. And um, most, uh, they're getting close, very close to the, that happening. And that would be horrific. Mm-hmm. They would get, re- I, I, I say there's no controls over it. So they could they could pass all of you know, the restrictions they wanted. But once the convention convenes, they can get rid of those restrictions. And you can, you know, if, if there are enough votes, they can get rid of the Second Amendment. Uh, they can put restrictions on free speech. Uh, they can, you know, eliminate your right to protest. Uh, they could, you know, you, you, name, you think of it, they might do it. So it's a very bad idea. Uh, and now here you go. Most Democrats want, or 49%, believe the Constitution should be mostly or completely rewritten. Fortunately, there are 47% of Democrats, they are a minority, who disagree with that. 
Well, interesting that uh, among voters who strongly disapprove of Biden's performance, just 10% agree that the Constitution should be rewritten. Uh, so the, the point is, the more conservative you are, the less you want to rewrite the Constitution. I guess that's the that's what I'd call the, the bottom line on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, 820s are Hill Country Patriot time. You're listening to Bill and Allison, and we're glad to have you with us yes, today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it was interesting this week, too, that uh, we were asked by ERCOT <laughs> to use less electricity. Be, be, because ERCOT didn't know it was going to be hot this summer. Yeah. Hot? And, and in let's Texas see, in the let's summer? see, and, and two, two years ago, they didn't know it was going to be cold. No, cold in the winter. It's, uh, they, they were asked, they sent out a bulletin saying, please, you know, between the hours of whatever and whatever, cut back on your electricity use. Well, we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we turned our thermostat up and, you know, we, we avoided using big appliances and that kind of thing uh, because we're kind of asked us to. So I didn't, I didn't do laundry. <laughs> that's that's your excuse, is it? I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, we didn't even. Uh, but okay. What happens? Okay. What happens when you want need to charge your electric vehicle to get to work tomorrow? And ERCOT mm-hmm. says, please don't use much electricity. <laughs> and what happens when everybody has electric vehicles? Mm-hmm. You know what's what's going to happen then? And, and and they use a lot of electricity. Oh my oh. gosh, yes, yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, it's not like your cell phone and your laptop, yeah, and your TV. Yeah, so it, you know, it just occurred to me when Urquhart is saying, "Well, cut back on electricity. We're gonna have rolling brownouts. Possibly, we don't mm-hmm. want to have them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have possible rolling blackouts. We don't mm-hmm. want to have it if everybody mm-hmm. cuts back." Yeah, we'll, we do our part on on that. Mm-hmm. But what happens when everybody has an electric vehicle <laughs> and they need to get to work tomorrow? I mean, it's, oh, man. Oh, I told Allison the other day I wanted to be cremated, and she <laughs> made me an appointment. <laughs> kind of scary to even think about, to be honest with you. 8.22 in the morning. Are we going to take a little break? Uh, it's up to you. You're the engineer. Allison, by the way, is the engineer mm-hmm. on this program. I am not capable of doing that. <laughs> uh, but the, the the board that she runs, the control board, Looks like the, as I've said, the helm of the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. It's got lights and levers and buttons and glowing things and two, two three, com- three computer three screens computers, and two mice. Three computer screens and uh, it's you know I tried when first talked to Harley several years ago and he knew that uh, had a radio background and he said uh, well you know fill in for me I said sure he said well come on down I'll show you how to run the board because Harley runs the board and talks. Uh, I barely tie my shoes. <laughs> and uh, so Harley says, well, come on down. I'll show you how to run the board. So I come down, and he's during his show, and, and he says, well, you do this, and you do that, and you do this, and that, and this, and this, and this, and that, and that. And, you know, in the first 30 seconds, I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to let Harley down, but, <laughs> my God, I can't do this. <laughs> I just so, can't do this. So, so I said, I'll do it. Yeah, I told I went home and <laughs> I, I said. I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> no, Allison hadn't seen it yet. And I went home and told Allison that I said, I, I can't, I don't know what to say to Harley. I, I, I don't want to disappoint him, but, my God, I just, I don't think I can do this. 
And uh, so Allison says, okay, I'll try. <laughs> Without having ever seen it. I'm glad you never saw it. I'm so, glad you said so, you'd try so before I, you saw it. I, I sat at Harley's elbow for a full week lo- learning it. Three, three hours a day for a full week <laughs> learning it. Yeah. Well, folks, we will be right back. Do we have anything exciting coming oh, up? Oh, we've got a lot exciting coming up. I've got, uh, I've got some of the weirdest sports news you've ever heard coming up. <laughs> Texas, our Texas, all hail the mighty state. Texas, oh Texas, you're wonderful and great. Boldest and grandest, withstanding every test. Oh, empire wide and glorious, you stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow With thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long This is Seth bringing you another hilarious installation of your comedy clip on the Hill Country Patriot. Starring Tommy Chong. Strip clubs, man. That's where I met Cheech. The good old days. Everybody wonders why we broke up. I'll tell you why we broke up. We got rich. (laughs) And I learned one thing. You can't make a rich Mexican do shit, boy. I say, Cheech, come on, man. We got to work. You go, I don't think so, man. You go ahead, Essie. I'm gonna stay here and do something for my people. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna learn Spanish. <laughs> but Gigi ended up working way more than I ever did. Mash bridges, cars, he was in everything. <laughs> what did I do? I go to jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a stoner, that's why I went to jail. <laughs> they came knocking on my door in SWAT outfits. He never locked the doors because you can never find the key, you know. That <laughs> so the doors are always open, and, and there are these guys in their SWAT outfits and their helmets, and they got their guns and everything. And being a stoner, I wasn't the least bit afraid. They look like trick-or-treaters, you know? <laughs> I'd be always saying, that's a nice costume, sonny. Stay tuned for your next comedy clip on the Hill Country Patriot. Well, I think my dog's a Democrat And it breaks my heart to have Say an ugly thing like that But there's a big old pile of evidence That all points towards the fact My dog might be a Democrat I pay for all 
looks the other way. What difference at this point does it make? I know he's a liberal, even if he won't admit it. He pooped on my living room rug and tried to tell me George Bush did it. had some good times and he's been fun to have around but if he ever barks about my right to bear arms I'm gonna have to have him put down who's a good boy who's a good boy I pay for all his health care Health, flea bitten Democrat. <laughs> Dang. I think my dog's a Democrat. There you go. 835 is our Hill Country Patriot time. You are with Bill and Allison. Thank you for joining us. Thank you indeed. Bill and Allison and Carol here with you on the Hill Country Patriot. Again, happy to have you. Mm-hmm. on board this morning and boy do we have a lot to talk about but before Hill, we hillcountrypatriot.com yeah. 104.3 102.1 absolutely and right. and first couple of texas radio.com that's where you can hear our podcasts mm-hmm. our previous shows 24 mm-hmm. 7 mm-hmm. you're out i know some people uh, uh put them on a you know mp3 player and and take walks and, and listen to them on their, right? on their bike rides oh. yeah isn't that cool yeah you know, they can uh like you, you can do that. You can uh, listen to it in your car. You can uh, fall asleep to it. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Oh, you shouldn't say that. No, I shouldn't. Well, you're, you're implying that we make people fall asleep. No, that's, that's true. Okay. Oh, it, uh, I promised a, uh, I said you wouldn't believe this this sports story. Uh, it happened on May 15, 1894. It was a game between the world champion Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles and uh, Boston Red Sox. Well, the Orioles were coming to bat in the last of the third inning uh, when Baltimore's, uh, probably even know this name even though he played in the 1800s, John McGraw. I think he became manager after that, but I'd have to check my statistics better. Don't ask me. Uh, No, I'm not asking you. Uh, John McGraw became embroiled in a fist fight with a Boston third baseman named Tucker, and the benches emptied as players from both sides uh, joined in the ruckus. And in the stands, 
the fans began to fight each other, the Boston <laughs> fans and the Baltimore fans. Uh, in the midst of this melee, the fans uh, in the bleachers began to feel getting kind of warm, and they jumped out of their seats. Pro-Boston arsonists had set fire <laughs> to the stadium. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they set gosh. fire to the baseball stadium. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, to, this was in Baltimore. So on the field, the flames, shouts, general commotion interrupted the play. Diehards in other parts of the park shouted, "Play ball! Play ball! Forget the forget the fire!" Well, eventually, this was a major fire in Baltimore. A hundred and seventy buildings were destroyed. Oh my God! Hundreds of thousands of dollars of property damage. Two thousand people lost their homes. Many Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And I never heard of this until yeah. recently. John McGraw never forgave the Boston fans for doing this. <laughs> uh, and McGraw later was, uh, I said he was a manager. That's Now I remember he was New York Giants manager back around the turn of the century. Not of the 20th century, the other, the other 21st century. <laughs> Hard to say that anymore. Uh, but anyway, when John McGraw was the uh, manager of the uh, New York Giants, uh, and they won the National League pennant in 1904. And they were good. They were when you win the pennant, Allison, you get to go to the World Series. Okay. 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 So the there were National League New York Giants, and the American League pennants were the Boston Red Sox. Well, McGraw remembered what the Boston fans had done to his stadium and to his team, to his town, and to his town. <laughs> McGraw refused. To allow the New York Giants <laughs> to play in the World Series. Wow. He refused to allow. He would wow. not play the Boston Red Sox. He hated them so much. He hated <laughs> them so much. Isn't that, isn't that some story? <laughs> wow. Well, well we, we have a, a fun sports story. And as anybody who knows me knows, I know very little about sports. But... Uh, Bill and I, as we have said many times, we used to live in, in Washington, D.C., where our football team was the Redskins. And back in the day when we lived there, uh, they were a good team. Uh, I think I think they've gone way down the tubes, but uh, but they were, they were a good team. The Joe, Hogs. How about them Hogs? <laughs> Joe Gibbs um, was the coach. And um, there, there was a uh, restaurant in... Uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia, which is where we lived, and it was a very um, famous restaurant, and it was very difficult to get a reservation. Talking about Dukes? Oh no, you're talking no, no, the no. other story. Okay. okay, yeah, all right. Well, D Dukes is a different story. It's a different story. Yeah, that's another <laughs> restaurant. When she said Northern Virginia, I was about to correct her. Dukes is in D.C. Well, but Dukes is in D.C. This was in a, D Dukes. Yeah. Um, this is uh, had the uh, had all the uh, um, Super Bowl Super Bowl trophies. trophies yeah. Uh, in, on display in the restaurant that the, and, that the that the skins had won, and and there were about five of them. I'm sorry, the Washington football team. <laughs> I think they're known now as something even different. I can't keep up with it. Well, and, and anyway, our story is there was this famous restaurant, and uh, it was very difficult to get a reservation. You could only make your reservation two weeks in advance. So so we would try to make a reservation, and this was back in the day. You could only call. Um, so I would start calling, you know, like at nine o'clock in the morning, two weeks in advance, and the line was always busy. 
so we, we could never go to this restaurant. Well, our first anniversary came about, and we'd gotten married on a Saturday, so our first anniversary was on a Sunday. And we woke up and said, gee, we don't have any plans for, for our anniversary. What are we going to do? Our first anniversary, big deal. You know, we should be doing something important. And we said, why don't we try calling that restaurant? So I called them, and they said, and this is a restaurant, like I said, you, you have to. Yeah, they open the phone lines, like, today for taking reservations, what, a month or no, no, two, a year? No, two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks in advance. And, the you know, within an hour or less, mm-hmm. they've made all the reservations. Were t- they were totally booked. And so they shut down the phone lines. So so the day of our, reserv- of our anniversary, which was a Sunday, I called and I said, could we possibly get a table for tonight? And they said, what time can you be here? Yeah, really? <laughs> really? And, Everybody's and, watching the, but, the because, be, yeah. uh, oh, did I fail to mention that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was Super Bowl Sunday. That was Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that was back when the Super Bowl was in, played in January, uh, last weekend in January. But uh, anyway, so the, the skins were, were in the Super Bowl. Um, so we were able to get a table. And the Redskins won, and the owner of the restaurant uh, came out and gave everybody a free after-dinner drink. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Le, was it Le Berge? Le Berge Chez, Chez Francois. Okay. I don't know if they're still around. But uh, on, on the way home, um, it was very cute. Um, people were, were driving around honking their horns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big celebration. Yes. Big celebration. Well, speaking of celebrations, you can celebrate a night in old Fredericksburg. Tonight at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds, uh, there's going to be a barbecue cook-off, live paramutual horse racing, and other activities all during the day. How'd you like that segue? I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> including a <laughs> including a Lone Star Barbecue Society cook-off. There'll be plenty of cold beverages and food will be available, and it is sponsored by the Gillespie Fair and Festivals Association. Sorry, no pets allowed except service uh, animals. The gates open... Uh, and, uh, I suppose Harley could bring uh, uh, his uh, pet uh, service dolphin. Dolphin. Yeah, his support Squinchy. dolphin. Squinchy. Yeah, I think that would be allowed. Uh, gates are open at 11 a.m. Post time for horse racing is 1 p.m. And that's today, a night in Old Fredericksburg at 11 a.m. I <laughs> quite get that. But uh, anyway, it's $10 a person. Kids ages 6 to 12 are just $5 each. So... There you go. That's something to do today in Fredericksburg. And uh, 8.30, no, it isn't. It isn't at all. It's 8.43, Hill Country Patriot Time with Bill and Ellison. And let's see what we got going. I said we got a lot of stuff you know, going on. I, I just saw an ad on at, at Amazon. I, you know how much time I spend looking at Amazon. Too much time. Any time <laughs> looking at Amazon is too much time. The ad, compostable. Paper plates, new and used, a package of six from fourteen twenty-five. Used paper plates. Used paper plates. <laughs> well, that's that's just, a, just saying. That is a marvelous. I'm glad you, this was not pre-planned, Allison. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's a marvelous segue. I just, I just saw that into into our next uh, subject. Uh, a lot of people are saying that by this fall, food shortages. 
and food prices of cob obviously will will increase but they're going to be more and more food shortages they a lot of people think that there's no way to know for sure uh, but you know you buy insurance and you don't want to collect on it <laughs> because it's a bad thing well you know you might think about getting prepared now and it could be a long-term thing uh, so you don't panic but what you do is prepare so i've got some tips on on what to do for pre- preparing so uh, it, this, is that why our pantry is so full y- yes yes it is <laughs> i've been i've been preparing with the uh, and I'll tell you exactly, I, I want to share this because it's, it's really important, I think, for our listeners to, to be aware of it and to start doing something about it now. Let me preface this by saying, it looks to me that our global food supplies and energy production are being intentionally dismantled to force the Great Reset on us. Or the Rockefeller mm. Foundation calls it "reset the table." So, controlling food and shifting us away from a natural diet is an important part of the Great Reset, because they want us dependent on fake foods, that laboratory-grown meats that um, Bill Gates is growing. Bill Gates has his patents; his companies mm-hmm. have patents mm-hmm. on them. So, this is another way to make more hundreds and trillions of dollars. Uh, but they and they they can inject vaccines or whatever they want to inject into the foods. They've already talked. They're already working on that. Uh, so it's important to, for the, for them to get us away from a natural diet. Um, you know, we, fake food. You know, fake genders. This is all part of their their goal. Fake news. Almost a hundred. Food production facilities in the United States alone have mysteriously burned down since 2021. Wow. Uh, you probably heard about the, the cattle, maybe, in, uh, I think it's Nebraska. Uh, I might have something on that here, but I, I'll get to that in a minute if I do. But thousands of cattle mysteriously died overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, believe it or not, and this is not a joke, the Britain, Great Britain, has issued an or say the UK is more accurate, has issued an what they called an urgent warning that gardening can cause heart disease by exposing you to harmful soil pollutants. So now they're trying to convince us that growing your own food, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's dangerous. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so now I think it's time we all consider very seriously stocking up on nutritious, shelf-stable foods um so what what would those be well i've got uh i can't give you everything but i've got quite a bit here for you uh and oh here's a ten thousand cattle in ulysses kansas happened in mid-june of this year under mysterious circumstances they died uh so anyway prepare how to prepare well first of all yeah, you can go online. You can buy freeze-dried stuff and all this kind of stuff, and that's that's fine. Uh, unless, if, unless you've ever tried eating it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, some of them is good, but some of it is cardboard. Uh, buy foods you eat on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, and we we have lots of pasta. Well, yeah, we do. Animal we, protein. Beans, tomatoes. Thank you. You want to do the story? <laughs> Well, I should point out that that Bill is the grocery shopper in our family. (laughs) I am. I enjoy it. 
and animal protein is one of the most important things to stock up on. Uh, that's going to require a freezer. And uh, it would make sense, if you can afford it, to get an, uh, a, a, another freezer, not just your refrigerator freezer, but a, a standalone freezer uh, to store enough meat. Uh, you know, we've stored meat beyond the, the pull dates. Mm -hmm. And usually what happens is it doesn't rot. It just may not taste as good as it did once before. So you spice it up. Make chili or something. You spice it up, exactly. Um, but it's not going to work if the power goes down. Mm -hmm. And cyber attacks on the power system are very real and of great concern. So have a backup power supply. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars to have a, a backup power supply to run your your refrigerator, your freezer, lights. Uh, you, you can you can get a backup power supply. I would suggest solar uh, uh, solar panels to charge the battery. Hmm. We are blessed enough to live in uh, a part of the country where we get a lot of sunshine, and solar uh, solar panels uh, and a backup a backup battery. To charge your power supply, um, there's uh, I don't remember. There's a couple online you, you can you can look at them uh, and see what they are, and we can talk about them uh, next time we're on the air if you want. Uh, the most economical way to get meat protein would be to get ground ground protein, ground beef, uh, ground ground lamb, ground meats. Uh, it's less expensive and it takes the least amount of space in the freezer. Hmm. Okay, canned wild. Salmon? I'd say it also probably lasts longer because, as Brown? I said, you can make chili. Oh, yeah. Or Good as point. a steak. Good point. A steak after a certain point in the freezer, even though it's not going to go bad, it's going to sort of lose, lose flavor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, a canned salmon, mackerel, sardines, uh, you, can get, uh, you can get them in cans. And uh, I know some grocery stores selling sardines in little bottles now, which is pretty cool because you can put the cap back on. Oh, isn't that how we get our anchovies, too? Uh, anchovies come that way as well, mm -hmm. and that's a very convenient. costs a few pennies more, but not that much more. Uh, some other suggestions, uh, rice, as Allison said, uh, beans, uh, canned tomatoes, mm -hmm. canned beans, mm -hmm. uh, uh, dry beans, things that'll... That, you just think about what's going what's gonna to last, and what do I like to eat? Pasta? Uh, you know, what are the things, uh, just things I like to eat that... that, that will either have a long shelf life or I can freeze them. Um, honey, local honey, mm. not only is, uh, if you have allergies, uh, it can help a lot with allergies, but as long as it's local, not, you know, not, not what you buy at the grocery store normally. Uh, you usually go to a farmer's market and you can find local honey. Yeah, because it has the, um, the pollen that um, gives us our allergies, which I certainly have. Tons of allergies. Yeah. I'm allergic to <laughs> You name it, I'm, well, I'm allergic to it. So how does honey help you? Um, Lo again, I, local I, honey. I, I'm guessing what it builds up your tolerance to it. Oh, okay. Is that it? I don't, I'm asking you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I, I've heard that it, it my, will help. That's, it will that's my help. theory I'm sticking to. Yeah, <laughs> it will help in that. It's also an effective cough medicine. Helps combat respiratory infections, bacterial infections. Uh, so honey's a good one. Uh, water purification, you should have some system of water purification. Again, it doesn't. you have to spend thousands of dollars on it, uh, but a, a, a good quality water purifier. Um, oh, I mentioned uh, backups. Uh, there's a couple of websites uh, that have some pretty good systems that, that appear. I haven't any personal experience with them. Uh, Jackery, J-A-C-K-E-R-Y, or Energy, I-N-E-R-G-Y. Uh, so those are two 
power portable power systems that can that can help you. So there's a lot more. I've got a lot more on this, but I'm not going to belabor it. Uh, but uh, as you as you buy insurance against your house burning down or auto accident, and you say, "My God, I hope it'll never happen," but I better have insurance. Think of this the same way. My God, I hope the power grid doesn't go down. I hope that foods we don't have food shortages. Uh, but I'm going to buy some insurance uh, to protect it. And the nice thing about doing this, <laughs> unlike the piece of paper the insurance company gives you when you buy insurance, you can eat this insurance. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good point. Yeah. Very good point. And we're going to be right back after this quick break. You know, you just heard Jeff Foxworthy talking about Smokey Bear. Um, I have I saw Smokey Bear, although we always called him Smokey the Bear. Um, but I saw him when he was quite young in the um, um, zoo in Washington D.C. And uh, we have Bill and I have been to his grave in New Mexico. Yes, we have been to a bear's grave, <laughs> and I and I cried. You did. I've forgotten that. You right. did. I cried at a bear's grave. <laughs> well, you knew him. <laughs> That's was right. He, was I, he in the National Zoo? Yeah, yeah, he was in the National Zoo after he was uh, um, rescued. Yeah, yeah, Smokey Bear. Not Smokey the Bear, Smokey Bear. Yes, exactly. You know, mm. Although I grew up my entire life calling him Smokey the Bear. Of course, I did too. Mm. I did too. Oh, well, you know the story. He was uh, actually mm-hmm. a cub. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the story? It, well, he was rescued in, in a, a forest fire. He was found um, by uh, firefighters cling, clinging to a tree. He was just a little baby bear. Mm-hmm. His lost, mother, his lost mother, his mommy. Yeah, she, his mother died in the fire, mm-hmm. and he was clinging to a tree, and he was rescued. Mm-hmm. And you see pictures of him with his his paws, uh, you know, wrapped up in bandages. Yeah, that was uh, that fire. By the way, was uh, as many of them are started uh, by campers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's what that that um, ad that Jeff yeah. Worthy was uh, talking about. Yeah, you've got to be careful when you're camping to make sure your fire's out. And just just dumping some water on a fire and walking away will not do it. Mm-hmm. You got to break it up and check it to make sure there aren't any hot coals in it. Uh, but camping, I, you know, I've never been a big camper. <laughs> my dad, uh, my dad, uh, when I was growing up, I wanted to, to ask my dad look, if we'd go camping, and he said I I had plenty of that in the <laughs> army. My dad served in uh, in the army in North Africa and in uh, uh, Sicily and Italy, and uh, he said I had plenty of, <laughs> plenty of camping for a lifetime. Uh, so I never did much camping as a kid, except in Boy Scouts. I did I did camping in Boy Scouts, uh, but today I look at camping and I think you know that's like spending a you you spend a small fortune to to live like a homeless person is basically what it is. So I'm not. Not really big on camping anymore. Oh, we've got a lot to coming up after the break, after our news at the top of the hour, and it's 8.59 right now, Hill Country uh, Patriot Time. I'm (laughs) reading the story about pregnancy, and it's not Hill Country Pregnancy Time, believe me. Uh, But we got, uh, we're talking about pregnancy care centers uh, and what's going to happen to them, what is happening to them around the the country. And Uh, you're going to find out why we call our town Kerpatch. 
because Carly calls it her pets. That's I know. Right. I know Harley calls it her pets. That's why we call but, it. But we're going to find out why after the, coming up. Why he in calls the, it in the pets. next? Yes, you're going to find out in the next hour. How I about that? No, you had that on 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 the docket. Okay, <laughs> I do. Again, I do. we are Bill and Allison Mencaro on the Hill Country Patriot, and we're glad you joined us. Stay with us. We got so much going on after the after the news. Stay right here. We're billing out Allison, and yes, we, we are we are back. Nine oh six is our Hill Country Patriot time. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you hanging on, <laughs> as they say. Oh my gosh! And we, this is the Hill Country Patriot, and one hundred four point three and one hundred two point one. Memorize that. You know, there's a lot going on. Uh, every time we talk about it, there's more and more events going on in the Hill Country, and uh, it's uh, that's because it's a fantastic place to live. And uh, something you should know about, we should be aware of the past, okay, of history. This place is rich in history. We talk about Texas history a lot in this program. Uh, for example, the, the first airplane flight 40 years before the Wright Brothers, the Wright Brothers mm-hmm. was just outside of Fredericksburg. Actually, it was in, uh, uh, I think, Luckenbach area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so people don't know that, but there's so much history here. Um uh, one of them is our historic schools, the, the one-room schools, schoolhouses, and they're scattered all over the hill country. And uh, the Gillespie County Historical Association uh, is inviting you to visit our schools during their open houses, learn more about the German history of the one-room schools in and around Fredericksburg. Uh, and today, July 16. The Reed Historic School open house will will be held. Uh, it starts at 11 a.m. today. It goes to 4 o'clock, and it's free. There'll be docents there to reminisce about school days past. Uh, if you don't know where Reed Historic School is, uh, it is 3828 South Highway 16. 3828 South on Highway 16, uh, uh, just outside of Fredericksburg. So uh, that'll be from 11 to 4 today. And uh, check it out and find out more about our history. I think it's important to know. 908, Hill Country Patriot Time. Uh, As you may or may not know, pregnancy care centers from coast to coast are being targeted for violent assaults of vandalism and hateful attacks online and in the media. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I saw a quote from the director of the Alternatives Pregnancy Center in California, Heidi Matsky. She said, just last week, a man approached our care center with an armed machete. Now, if you don't know what a pregnancy care center is, that's a place where pregnant women, women who think they may be pregnant, can go and get counseling about the alternatives available to them. They get a free MRI so they can see, see number one, if they're pregnant and uh, see the development of the baby. Uh, and there's one in Hill Country. There's probably more than one in Hill County, but the one we know about in Kerrville mm-hmm. is the Crisis Pregnancy Center, um, and uh, they need your support. They're totally, they're not, they don't take taxpayers' money. They're totally supported by contributions, uh, and uh, it's a pregnancy, uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center in Kerrville. Uh, but getting back to what Heidi Matsky said, she said, uh, running their pregnancy center, we have been forced to hire 24-hour on-site security, We've had to reinforce doors and bulletproof our walls. Why? Because pro-baby killers are trying to shut these places down, violently in many cases. She said, we've had to paint our buildings with anti-graffiti coating. 
We've added security cameras, armed our staff with pepper spray, stopped running our mobile clinic because of threats of violence. Um, the radical abortion group Jane's Revenge has threatened domestic terrorism against crisis pregnancy centers. Okay, This is uh, an open letter from this group, Jane's Revenge. Quote, from here forward, any anti-choice group who closes their doors and stops operating will no longer be a target. But until you do, it's open season. We know where your operations are. The infrastructure of the enslavers will not survive. We will never stop, back down, slow down, or retreat. Okay, now, this is, uh, that, that's, in fact, they're saying things like, uh, if abortion is not safe, neither are you. Okay, these are violent criminals. They have not been condemned by the Biden administration. Uh, two, uh, two heavy, uh, in Texas have either been firebombed or vandalized by these people. Uh, one in Denton and one in Austin. Uh, I have a list in front of me of 22 crisis pregnancy centers that have been either firebombed or severely vandalized. Uh, and why? Because uh, Roe versus Wade has outlawed abortion? No, it didn't. I mean, the, the uh, overturning of Roe versus Wade outlawing abortion? No, it didn't. It turned it back to the states. That's all. About half the states will outlaw it or put some restrictions on it, and half the states won't. But that's 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 their excuse for firebombing and potentially killing people. But as I said, Biden has not condemned a single one of these 22 in front of me attacks, probably more. Uh, the establishment networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, all the other left-wing outfits, refuse to cover what's going on, the extremism here. Uh, you know, as I said, they say, if abortions aren't safe, you aren't safe either. And this comes after Chuck Schumer, Senator from New York, when uh, when Roe versus Wade was about to be overturned, this is what he said in a public rally in Washington, D.C. Talk about inciting to violence. Listen to this. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Shortly after that, a man flew from California to Washington, D.C., got guns, knives, and went to Kavanaugh's house to kill him. Right after Schumer said that. So this, this comes after Schumer said that, uh, all this extremism against abortion or anti-abortion clinics. Uh, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, who's a lesbian, used violent rhetoric against people who disagree with her. She publicly called, quote, the LGBTQ-plus community, call to arms. Call to arms. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts also incites violence. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. Notice she says pregnant person. I, I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed that. Really? Yeah. It's the it's the, the religion of the left now, uh, as Harley was, was playing uh, just before we went on the air. 
that uh, it's the religion of the left that men can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're living in an insane asylum sometimes. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been really depressing, but coming up, we're going to talk about more fun stuff, and well, I'm going to tell you about Kerpatch. I'm going to tell you why, where we got our nickname Kerpatch. Coming up. This is Seth bringing you another hilarious installation of Comedy Clips, starring Steve Martin. We've got a lot of people here. How many people are here tonight? Just out of curiosity, raise them up. Okay. <laughs> One other question before we start. How many people do not enjoy raising their hand? Do not enjoy it. I recorded an album a couple of months ago, and two days from tonight, we're going to erase it. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isn't that a happy sound? When you're with me, it's like being at Shakey's Pizza all the time. You know? <laughs> I think, I think people who are out of work, instead of giving them money, we should give them a banjo, because it's so happy. They can just go home and, did you get a job today, dear? Nope. Doesn't matter, though. I just thought the banjo was the one thing that could have saved Nixon. You know, if he, if he went on television and went, hi, everything's great. I hate to talk about Nixon, because I kind of feel sorry for him, you know? I, I have this image of him walking along the beach in San Clemente all by himself, you know, with a metal detector. (laughs) Found the quarter. (laughs) Stay tuned for your next comedy clip on the Hill Country Patriot. And we're back with Bill and Allison. 916 Hill Country Patriot time. And you are listening at 104.3 in Kerrville or 102.1 in Fredericksburg, all over the Hill Country. We... We cover vast amounts in the, of, of the area in the Hill Country. Kerrville, Fredericksburg, Comfort, uh, Bandera, Hunt, Ingram, Johnson City, Mountain Home, Center Point, and places in between. You may have heard about uh, the Fist Bump Summit, as they're calling it. Uh, President Brandon went over to Saudi Arabia <laughs> And to beg them to produce more oil and send more oil to us. And apparently fist bumping with a royal is is frowned upon. That's, is that right? That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, he fist bumped the <laughs> cheek over there and uh, apparently getting a lot of flack for it. Uh, why he would do something, of course, why he does anything is, <laughs> is, uh, is a question. Uh, but uh, he went over there to beg him for more oil. While he is destroying the American oil uh, industry, as exactly he said he would do before he was elected, but he won Pennsylvania, or the allegedly won Pennsylvania, uh, after he said he would destroy the coal industry and the oil industry, all the fossil fuel industries. So he, he went over to Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is just weeks after he sent... Uh, Almost a million barrels, I've got the statistic, I might even have it here, uh, to communist China of our oil, Mm -hmm. takes it out of our strategic strategic petroleum reserves and sends it to communist China, among other places, Mm -hmm. while Americans are suffering every time they go to the the gas station. Uh, Well, the American Petroleum Institute said this week 
that Biden rejected an invitation from oil and gas leaders to tour successful fossil fuel operations across the United States. Instead, he went to Saudi Arabia to beg them for oil. Um, so that that's, you know, I, in fact, here's what the uh, American Petroleum Institute uh, visit oil is our, is our audio. And uh, this is what the API says about that. President Biden, on behalf of the men and women fueling America's economic recovery, I invite you to visit America's vast energy fields and infrastructure. America's natural gas and oil benefits American families, the U.S. economy, and our national security. Instead of meeting with foreign governments to ask them to increase energy production, look to reliable U.S. energy sources here at home. With a tight global market, Washington can no longer ignore the immense potential of American energy. President Biden, join me and the men and women of America's energy industry. From the fields of New Mexico and plains of North Dakota, to the mountains of Pennsylvania and bayous of Louisiana, together we can tackle today's energy challenge with energy solutions right here under our feet. Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio had something very interesting to say about this whole gasoline shortage and the uh, high prices. Uh, he said he said it this week, and I thought uh, I would share it with you. Yeah, there is no cooperation. What we have is an open border. We, we, we no longer have a border. It's complete chaos. Anyone with a brain understands that. Uh, we have said, I think, over 150,000 illegal migrants have come across our border for 15 months straight. I mean, it's literally record after record after record. Um, we used to have in place the Remain in Mexico policy. We used to actually build the wall under President Trump. We used to have a secure border, for goodness sake. But for me, the, the key takeaway was, was the uh, Mexican president talking about how now Americans are going across the border into Mexico because gas is cheaper there. If that isn't a picture for just how dysfunctional, how bad the Biden administration has been, I don't know what is, but there's no cooperation. It is simply an open border right now, and the whole country, again, understands that fact. Yeah, the takeaway on that was uh, Americans crossing the border and going into Mexico to buy gasoline. He was mostly talking about the border crisis. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't even and, know and, that. And gas used to be a lot more expensive in Mexico. Oh, it was. Because we, we have rented cars there. Yeah, yeah, it was. So we know what the gas used to be, but now it's, it's more expensive in uh, the United States than it is in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Well, I mentioned uh, Biden selling U.S. reserves of oil to, to uh, China. Uh, yeah, uh, nearly one mil million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve went to a Chinese firm, but not. there's more to the story that they don't tell you on the major news media. The Chinese firm that we shipped out of the United States and gave to, and well, so, supposedly sold to, is, uh, number one, owned by that, country's communist government but that company hunter biden's uh who's obviously joe's son hunter biden's equity company holds a 1.7 billion dollars of sh of uh, stock in that company so he's directly benefiting again the biden crime family is directly benefiting from that uh the mainstream media they don't they don't talk about that uh, they don't, uh, particularly the sale of American oil to a firm wholly owned by the Chinese Communist Party. They ignore stories related to Biden's son, the infamous laptop, which they tried to say was Russian disinformation. Now even the New York Times and the major news media have to admit, no, that that is his laptop. 
and all that incriminating information on it. Uh, and the connection that they don't talk about the connection that Joe Biden has with his son's business dealings, the big guy, as it's referred to on, on Biden's laptop. He's the big guy. He takes 50% of whatever Hunter Biden uh, can, can steal. Uh, he, he gets 50%. So Joe can say, oh, I've never taken money from the Chinese. Well, no. He takes money from Hunter Biden, who mm-hmm. gets it from the Chinese. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's a lie. I mean, what if one of President Trump's sons had had dealings like this? Can you imagine what the news media would have done? Or uh, if, if, if Trump, instead of what Biden did, if Trump had told a foreign country that gonna be, they're going to be cut off from a billion-dollar loan guarantee unless they fire their state prosecutor who's going after my son. That's what Biden did, and they did fire him. Can you imagine if Trump had tried that? Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. The uh, inventory of U.S. crude is, is at its lowest level in over 20 years. Uh, refineries are running near capacity. You don't hear about that because Biden says, oh, open up those refineries. Well, they're running at over 90% capacity. So th- This is a result of deliberate policy choices of the Biden administration. They claim that oil and gas are making a major contribution to so-called the fraud of global warming proudly said they want to reduce the consumer use of oil and gas. I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I'm not going to We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the technology to replace, to replace uh, fossil fuels in this country. We may have someday, and nobody's saying it's, it'd be a bad thing to do, except the oil industry, but uh, the point is we have 500 years of fossil fuels, oil, natural gas, available. Don't you think at some time in the next 500 years we'll be able to develop alternative energy sources that make sense? But now it's, it's, it's destroying our economy. Of course, that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They want it. You can't replace a good economy with another economy, in other words, capitalism with socialism or communism, when capitalism is thriving. First you have to destroy capitalism and then come along and say, ah, see, capitalism doesn't work, we have to have socialism. And that's what that's their goal. That's what they're doing. We're going to be back with more rantings. <laughs> and uh, you're going to talk about Kerpatch? I am. I am right, right after this and I've break. Got, I've got the, so most unusual, the most unusual foul ball play ever in baseball so stay with us here's george bennett singing his original song in the sky headed for the coast for a better way of living and i just don't don't know why was i really leaving or was i searching for that peace of mind when I found I had Texas on my mind Another day, another dollar Another footprint on my soul If I find Surely be at home 
Chickasaw Indian. Place. <laughs> All right. There you go. Waylon Jennings. We like that song. America. I've never sung with Waylon Jennings before. I did <laughs> sing. I did sing uh, in the with the National Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's true. I sang with the National Symphony Orchestra well, at the there. Kennedy Center. I was there. Kennedy I, Center I was there. in Washington, D.C. You were there. You saw me. Can you not testify that I sang <laughs> with the National Symphony Orchestra at Kennedy Center to a packed audience? <laughs> you Is, did. You all right. Did. I'm not lying. Standing room only. <laughs> I, maybe I should, should I just stop there. Okay. Here's the rest <laughs> of the story. I was going to say, here's the rest of the story. <laughs> the rest of the story is, I used to have tickets to the NSO, National Symphony Orchestra, when we lived and worked in uh, Washington. And uh, so I'd go to, to every every time they had a new new concert. Uh, the first concert of the season, the first song they play is the national anthem. And everybody is invited to stand, of course, and to sing along with the NSO, National Symphony Orchestra. So I sang with the National Symphony Orchestra <laughs> at Kennedy Center in Washington to a packed house. That's my story. I'm 33, Hill Country Patriot. Tom, you are with Bill and Allison. And speaking of stories, you've been tantalizing us. I have. I Why have. is Kerrville called Kerpatch? I just thought Harley made that up. <laughs> well, maybe he did, but but uh, no, actually it, it does have roots in, in, in something. Um, where it came from, um, there was a famous cartoon of many, many years, which probably... A lot of our listeners are familiar with, and that's Lil Abner. Oh, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, Al Cap. Al Cap. Al Cap. Well, Lil Abner was set in Dogpatch. <laughs> oh, Dogpatch. Dog, right. Dogpatch, which was full of colorful hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Okay. Okay. Kerrville isn't really full of hillbillies, but we do have some colorful characters, don't we? We do. Mm -hmm. We we do have several Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. famous people and colorful characters and Mm -hmm. uh, people who aren't so famous but are still very colorful. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But um, as as Bill said a minute ago, uh, Lil Abner's creator was Al Cap. And when I was uh, living in D.C., um, before we were married, um, my roommate's boyfriend lived in Boston. And her boyfriend was very good friends with Al Cap, who lived in Boston. And her boyfriend said... Um, Who's Cap- now a famous radio personality. In well, Boston. well, yeah. Um, her, her boyfriend said, Cap is coming to D.C. I'll ask him to call you. So Al Cap called my roommate. Um, he said, come over to where I'm staying. Um, my roommate said, great, uh, Allison is coming along. So she and I went and, and had a delightful evening with Al Cap at the Watergate Hotel in Washington, D.C. That's very cool. He was, he, was a, he was a salty character, but he was also a real gentleman. That's what, I heard. That's what I've heard. So in, in, in recalling that story, I, I was t- telling Bill that, that I wanted to tell the story. And so in, in doing so... I looked up my um, my old roommate's boyfriend um, in Boston. Um, his name is Dan Ray, and for years he was on uh, WBZ TV in Boston, uh, and now he's on um, WBZ Radio. And uh, I got in touch with him to remind him of that story. And uh, Al Cap was his very good friend. And when Cap died, Dan did his obituary on NBC News. Hmm. Wow. That's quite a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew part of that, but I didn't know all of that. I didn't mm-hmm. know about Danny, uh, Danny Ray, or, or Dan Ray. Now. <laughs> I, used, I knew him as Danny. I did too. I did too. <laughs> Nine thirty-six Hill Country Patriot time. Uh, you know, we were talking about the economy uh, before the break and uh, how how bad it is. How bad is it, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I got a pre-declined credit card in the mail. <laughs> the economy is so bad that CEOs are now playing miniature golf. <laughs> I, I I saw a, a picture the other day. I think I think it was on Facebook. Of course, this is a visual, so I have to explain it. A couple having a very romantic candlelit dinner at a gas station. The point being that. You know, gas stations are so expensive. Oh, so expensive. Oh, instead, gotcha. instead, of a, instead of a fancy restaurant, they're at a gas station. It is, the economy is so bad that ExxonMobil has laid off 25 congressmen. <laughs> Hard to believe. Angela Jolie has adopted a child from America. <laughs> Motel 6 won't leave the light on anymore. So bad. Uh, picture is now only worth 200 words. And it's got so depressing... I didn't mention this to you before, Allison, but I, I called the suicide hotline and I got a call center in Pakistan. When I told them I was suicidal, they got all excited, asked if I could drive a truck. The economy is that bad. Whoa. Well, the reason the economy is so bad, or one reason anyway, this, is, this came out this week. Joe Biden's administration has fewer... Uh, who, the vast majority of people handling his economic policy for the United States government has no business experience whatsoever. It is the least business experience of any modern presidency. Uh, the report 
which was uh, by yeah. Steve Moore, who's economist, yeah, Wall Street Journal, Fox News commentator mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, he authored the report uh, along with a group called the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Uh, it analyzes the backgrounds of the top 68 officials in the Biden administration, including cabinet members, regulatory officials, White House advisors. Okay, what they found was 62% of Biden's top political appointees and staffers who deal with economic policy, regulation, commerce, energy, and finance have virtually no business experience. The median years of business experience among Biden's top appointees is zero. Zero. Wow. Very few have any experience in the private sector at all. Uh, the vast majority, according to the report, of the Biden economic-slash-commerce team members are professional politicians, lawyers, community organizers, lobbyists, or government employees. And people complained about, about Donald Trump. But uh, he was a businessman, and uh, as a businessman, you know how to run things. Exactly. You know how to, you know how to organize make things, things work. You know how to hire the right people. Exactly. And fire the exactly. right people. Exactly. Okay. Well, starting with both President Biden and Kamala Harris, neither of them have any business experience whatsoever. Not a day. Not a one day of business experience. Wow. Uh, Attorney General has zero years of business experience. The Secretary of Agriculture has zero years of business. He was never a farmer. He's never been involved in agriculture. Uh, you can go down the line. The Treasury, the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, has no business experience. The Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Secretary of Homeland Security, Secretary of Labor has no business experience. None of these people, zero. Secretary of Health and Human Services, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, the Ambassador for Climate Change, John <laughs> Kerry, OMB, Office of Management and Budget Director, Secretary of Education, U.S. Trade Representative has no business experience. None of them. Zero. Wow. wow. That, yeah, that is just no wonder the, pathetic. No wonder the country's going to hell. Yeah. Uh, so Trump's team, on the other hand, of these same officers, same people who, on the same uh, jobs that I just listed, they had an average of 13 years of business experience. Some of them much more, some of them less, but the average was 13 years. You know, no wonder inflation is going insane. Hard to believe. Hmm. Hard to believe. Hmm. But that's what's going on. Well, what else is going on? It's the Cowboy Capital Bull Bash today. 8 o'clock tonight in Bandera, Mansfield Park Arena. Uh, the gates open at 6 p.m. The bull riding starts at 8 p.m. And that's that's riding on Faith Rodeo. If you remember, we interviewed uh, uh, Kyle, I think his name is, was riding on Faith Rodeo not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's at 8 o'clock tonight, Mansfield Park Arena in Bandera, which is on Highway 16 North. I think most people know that. Uh, the gates, again, open at 6 p.m. Bull riding will start at 8. And for more information, go to their website, which is ridingonfaithrodeo.com. Or call or text Karen at 830-777-7129. That's easy to remember. 777-7129. And that's Karen, and she'll tell you okay. all about it. That's in Bandera. And I see we have an ad coming up right after the top of the hour for Spirits of Texas. 
in there in Bandera. Nancy runs. Which, Nancy mm-hmm. and her husband run that. Mm-hmm. Which we well, there are two Nancys there. Oh, that's true. There's cousin Nancy and no, Na- not no, not cousin Nancy. There's another Nancy there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I know Nan- I know Nancy who runs it. She mm-hmm. and her husband own it, mm-hmm. and they're very fine people. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're ever in the area, go to Spirits of Texas, and uh, we we need to get down there. We do. We do, we need to get down there. There's some things that uh, you can only buy. There's mm-hmm. some things you can only buy there in the text. For example, for example, Man in Black Tequila. Man in Black Tequila, which is Kinky Friedman's label. You can only buy it at Spirits of mm-hmm. Texas in Bandera, and they've got some CBD products that Nancy stocks because she's used them herself. She's tried mm-hmm. different CBD products, and she says these are the best. So those are the ones she she stocks, and you mm-hmm. can't get them elsewhere, as far as I know. Or maybe you know some someplace but not locally mm-hmm. uh so it's so there's a little free ad for spirits of <laughs> exactly but we do need to get down there i know 942 our hill country patriot time uh talked about uh, having no business experience the uh biden's border officials are transporting migrants illegals who want abortions they're taking them to U.S. states that allow abortions. This has been this has been leaked now by some border patrol people who don't agree what's going what's going on, and that is a direct violation of the Hyde Amendment. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I was in Congress when the working mm-hmm. in Congress when the Hyde Amendment was passed. It's named, named after Henry Hyde, who was a, I worked for him for for a while, uh, and he authored the Hyde Amendment, which says that no federal funds can go toward abortions. And yet they are violating federal law by doing that because they don't care because they've got they've got the Congress, the House and the Senate in their pocket, and those are the only people that would call them to account. Well, just wait for November, baby. <laughs> wait for November. You know, hope there's plenty of pl- enough prison cells. To I'm looking forward to that. Take care of the whole administration. 9:44 Hill Country Patriot time, and I read that story. Oh. Well, I ran across a, a disturbing story. Yeah. Um, a couple in uh, Cyprus, Texas. Now, is is that a suburb of Houston? I don't know. <laughs> well, any, anyway, anyway, Your res- our research department should have <laughs> found that. <laughs> um, anyway, the, this this couple owns a home, and they're being slapped with a lawsuit by the HOA Homeowners Association. They're being sued for $250,000 because they feed ducks. Oh, it, it must be in Houston because it was, the story was it came from the Houston Chronicle. They feed ducks and they're being mm-hmm. persecuted? Mm-hmm. The, the, the neighbors complained about the ducks um, digging up their gardens and pooping on their property. So, so as a result, these people are being sued for $250,000 and they say they're probably going to have to... Uh, uh, lose their home, so we'll sell sell their home to to pay that fine. Oh How about gosh. that? Oh my gosh! And, and, and if um, and if they can't pay that two hundred fifty thousand dollars, the um, the HOA can foreclose on their house. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's horrible. Can't well, do anything. They can't get any legal representation or do anything about. Well, it. I'm sure they're trying. But the, the, the people who are feeding them say that, that the reason they're doing it is that these ducks are raised in an incubator, and so they don't have a mother. 
Um, they raised in an incubator. Well, they're they weren't raised by a mother. They were hatched in an incubator. Oh, so they put them out there deliberately. The HOA puts them out there deliberately to, to decorate the place. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying that. Pe- people get them like for cute little things for oh, Easter okay. and stuff, oh, and then okay. and then they and then they they're cute and fuzzy, and then people let them loose when they're no longer cute and fuzzy, and um, they don't know how to fend for themselves. Okay. So so that's why these people are feeding them. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. I know. Poor people. Somebody should do. Somebody should do some pro bono legal work for those people. It's terrible. 946, our Hill Country Patriot time. I was looking at uh, some, again, we've got stacks of stuff I wanted to t- tell you about. Um, the news behind the, the real news behind the fake news, <laughs> those kind of things. A fellow named Bruce Friedman, a Florida father, had went to his local school board meeting, and he did what I think we all should do at school board meetings. If we find pornographic books, sexualized books uh, in school libraries. Go, go and read them. Go and read them at the school board meetings mm-hmm. publicly. And then, and then get thrown out. Yeah. For reading pornography. For p- pornography. Mm-hmm. Here's the story. Exactly. Here, he got up and he said, I want to read from books that are available to our kids in, in the public school library. Uh, he's read. Uh, he started to read from a book called Lucky by Alice Siebold containing the graphic details of a brutal rape. And this is for elementary school children. He said, I'm going to read some things right here. And the uh, school board president said, I'm going to stop you right there, sir. Turn off his microphone. Uh, They said, well, it might be against the law to read them publicly. They've got them in the 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 libraries. So they told him, you can't read pornography, quote, because, quote, there are federal and state laws that prohibit you from saying the things that you're getting on, out to say on television. There are, quote, this is what the school board told him. This is in a letter to him. There are state laws that prohibit and federal communications laws. This is what they said. That, uh, these people don't even know how to write English, and they're school board members. That, quote, there are state laws that prohibit in federal communications laws <laughs> that prohibit you from publishing these things to a child. Well, hello, <laughs> hello, you're doing exactly the same thing by putting these books in there. So uh, Mr. Friedman was, I don't know if he's thrown out, but they cut off his microphone. And this tells you, segue into another story, according to a Gallup poll just the other day, only 28% of Americans have a, quote, great deal or, quote, quite a lot of confidence in the public education system in the United States. 28%. That's a drop from 43% a few years ago. Uh, and it's dropping across the board. Democrat, Even Democrats uh, have dropped a few points since 2020 uh, who said that they have a great deal or a lot of confidence. Uh, Republican support in the same period of time, two years, has dropped from 34% supporting public uh, education system to 14%. Of Republicans, independents dropped nine points to twenty-nine percent. So, you know, <laughs> why? Well, that story I just read you about Bruce Friedman, plus critical race theory, which if you don't know what that is, 
your kids may be being taught that. I don't know. I hope to God you're not. They're they're not. Uh, but they're p- certainly pushing it in public schools, government schools. Critical race theory is that if you're white, you're a racist, and that's a, a fact. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 white people that are responsible for all the problems around the United States and all around the world. And the Constitution is racist. It was written by a bunch of slaveholders, so you can't that blah blah blah. That's critical race theory. That's being taught in schools. Gender ideology in school districts across the country, uh, plus the pandemic keeping people, keeping kids out of school and making them, forcing them to wear masks has statistically, very clearly, clinically contributed to significant learning loss, depression, anxiety, suicides, and suicidal tendencies among America's school children. No wonder people don't trust the government school systems. I wouldn't, if I had a school-age child today, I'd do everything I could to not expose them to that. I'd, I'd teach them at home if I could. Uh, I'd get them in a, a good private or Christian school. Uh, but I would never send a child uh, unless I knew, uh, you know, well, I, there's some great schools. Don't get me wrong. And if you go check out the teachers and you check out the, the, the I go to the library and see what books are there. And if they check out, that would be great. And I know there's some great teachers. We know some in, in Kerrville. Uh, but parents your responsibility to check up and see what's going on in, in the schools what are your kids being taught see what see what their textbook are go to the schools look at the library uh, go to the school board meetings find out what's going on i hope to god that you don't find anything bad i don't think i probably you you won't uh, in in this area uh, anyway 951 is our hill country patriot time i'm getting a signal from allison is that a signal a break <laughs> As you know, that was Law and Order. The theme from Law and Order, it, this is actually news of the weird, but I thought that Law and Order was more appropriate to play for, for this story. Yeah, we have, for those who don't know, we have a regular segment called mm-hmm. News of the Weird. We do, we do. Is. So this is sort of a, a combo. Okay. But I, since I have the Law and Order theme, which, which I really love, but there was a, a man in Trenton, South Carolina, met his demise after an odd turn of events um, he was he was 60 years old Joseph McKinnon he was found lying unresponsive in his backyard atop a pile of freshly um, laid soil and uh, responders assessed that he had suffered a heart attack and died in his backyard um, a neighbor had called in the emergency when they spotted him lying in the backyard and the sheriff's department discovered blood inside mckinnon's residence while they were investigating his death which led them back to the pile of dirt where mckinnon was found (laughs) the authorities dug up the spot and they found the body of mckinnon's dead girlfriend (laughs) investigators concluded that mckinnon was hastily burying his girlfriend, until he suffered a heart attack during the cover-up, oh, and he died. <laughs> the girlfriend w- was found with signs of head trauma and strangulation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the, Lord, uh, the 
Lord spoke. <laughs> That's hilarious. 953 is our Hill Country Patriot Time. You're with Bill and Allison. And we're on every Saturday from mm-hmm. 8 to 10. 8 to 10. You can also visit our website, which is firstcoupleoftexasradio.com, where you can listen to our shows, past shows. Uh, we've got 60, I think, something like that up there right now. Wow. So you have uh, 60 times how many hours can I of count? each show? I don't know if I can count that high. I doubt <laughs> if you can. You can. Take your shoes off to do that. <laughs> Oh, and we're also on the hillcountrypatriot.com. Um, you can see our lovely faces, at least one, Allison's lovely one, face. 104.3 and 102.1. On the radio, that's correct. Uh, today at the Junction City Park, uh, you can you still have a couple hours to get there. Closes at noon. I'm talking about the Farmer's Market, which is every Saturday. And, of course, there's no charge to attend. You can get local. We were talking about earlier in the show about stocking up uh, because of possible food shortages that may be coming. And, of course, we know how expensive things are. And every time you, you know, I don't like to brag about my expensive trips, but I just went to the grocery store. But no, every, And uh, he's not kidding. He does do the grocery shopping in our, in, our, in our house. I do. But my point is uh, stock up on things. If, if you missed that, if you missed my discussion earlier in the, the program in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, just go to firstcoupleoftexasradio.com later today, and then you can hear it because this program will be, will be up there. Uh, so I talk, I made recommendation about what you should stock up on and, uh, what you should do to prepare, uh, for possible. And I said, you know, you buy insurance on your car and your house, but you hope to God nothing ever happens. Look at it this way as insurance, except in this case, you know, when the insurance company sends you a piece of paper that shows you have insurance, when you have food insurance, you can eat it. You have food. You got food, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so if the emergency doesn't happen, you have food to eat. Yeah, you got food to eat. So what's what's the problem there? So that's uh, if you missed that in the eight o'clock hour, just go to uh, first couple of Texas Radio.com later today, and we'll have that program up there for you. Uh, I mentioned the uh, farmers markets are a great place to get local produce. You can support local people, local farmers. Uh, you can get fresh, great food. You can uh, get local honey, which we talked about earlier in the program protects you from all sorts of things it's it's it's, uh, it's great if you have allergies because it'll it's a natural uh, allergy fighter respiratory problems uh, so go to farmers markets uh, I mentioned there's one in Junction City Park today from 9 to 12 uh, comfort is uh, has a farmers market every Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon in the in the park down in town in comfort uh, there's a farmers market in Kerrville on Friday afternoons down by the library and on Saturdays, today, uh, today, there's another farmer's market that it's in the River Hills Mall just outside of J.C. Penney's, and that's from 8 to 12 every Saturday. So there are farmer's markets all around the area. Those are the ones that we've been told about. Uh, I'm sure you know of others. But uh, that's something good to know and something that you should be taking advantage of. Uh going to be a big night in Old Fredericksburg tonight at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds. There's going to be a barbecue cook-off, live paramutual horse racing, other activities all during the day, including a Lone Star Barbecue Society cook-off. So there'll be plenty of cold beverages and food will be available. Sponsored by the Gillespie Fair and Festivals Association. You can't bring a pet, but you can bring service animals. Uh, bring your your uh, service... Uh, service dolphin. Service dolphin. Emo- emotional support Emotional dolphin. support dolphin. Harley's emotional support dolphin. Mm-hmm. Squeaky. Squinchy. Squinchy. Squinchy? 
No. Squinchy? Squiggy? Squinchy. Squinchy. Well, you've met him. I haven't met him. That's so true. You know better. Anyway, gates open at 11. Post time for horse racing is 1 p.m. It costs 10 bucks per person. Kids age 6 to 12 are $5 each. So that's going to be at the uh, Gillespie County Fairgrounds today. Gates, as I said, open at 11, and horse racing starts at 1 p.m., although it's a night in Old Fredericksburg. I'm not sure what night we're talking about, but it's today. Uh, what else tonight. have we got? Tonight. Cowboy Capital Bull Bash today, July 16th at 8 p.m. in Mansfield Park Arena in Bandera. And uh, the gates open at 6 p.m. Bull riding starts at 8 p.m. Riding on Faith Rodeo.com if you want more information on that. We're almost out of here, Allison. Mm, I know. Time flies, doesn't it? Time flies. Thank you. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. So you can chew on that one for a while. We're Bill and Allison. We'll be back 8 o'clock next Saturday. First couple of TexasRadio.com. Thank you for joining us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths.